Hello all, welcome to episode 17 of the Cricket with the West Coast Infidels podcast. This is Vasant and today in addition to a regular group of Ram, Vijay and myself, we have with us Anand Kumar Shankar who is another very avid cricket fan and in particular an ardent supporter of Team India. In today's episode, we will be talking about Team India's struggles at the WTC final. Team India has crumbled into the 2023 WTC final after a somewhat up and down campaign over the course of two years. There was an impressive performance in England in 2021, where the team fought back from some precarious positions to win a couple of tests. There was a terrific day one performance at Centurion that paved the way for another win in Sena conditions. And of course, the fine fight back at Mirpur to win an all-important game that got us to the final. There were also some slovenly performances at the Wanderers, at the Newlands, at Edgebaston, which raised doubts about the real strength of the team. We won the series at home against Australia, but it was a close-run thing and only managed to accentuate the doubts of whether we really had a very strong team or we just were a tad lucky. In the WTC final at the Oval, the team was comprehensively overwhelmed by a very strong Australian team. The way the game was lost sort of brought to the fore the frailties of the team. And then we throw in the somewhat unrealistic expectations of the fans and followers, plus the caustic comments from ex-cricketers like Saharbhajan Singh, it became worse. At the end of the day, the narrative was reduced to Team India was just a homegrown bully, which is an unfair characterization, at least in my mind. Anath, your thoughts on why Team India failed at the final hurdle? Hey, Basan, thanks for having me. A pleasure. I had to look up what slovenly means, so I learned a new term. I mean, Australia was the better team. Steve Smith was batting like a dream, right? I'll try not to mention the first Ashes test, but at least again in the, the WTC finals, he was just phenomenal. Even in the second innings, he was batting beautifully. We can debate all day long about Ashwin or even bowling first, but both given the information available to them at that point, seems you know fair but steve was somehow thought that the pitch was very flat and you know he seemed to read the pitch better than definitely dravid and rohit sharma did which was you know maybe some people can do it better but i do think that 32 for nine or 32 all out if you may was clearly in the mind of the indian team they did not want to see or play Pat Cummins and Stark and Boland. Was Boland in the finals? I'm getting my... He was. Yeah, he was. Yeah, so Boland. I don't think they wanted to face you know Cummins on that track. If there is any fault... Just to interrupt you, Anand. It was 36, not 32, please. <laughs> Four runs are very important. Very important. Okay, 36. Somehow I remember it as 32. 36 or 9. I mean, I, I have gone back and seen seen that bowling back and back and back. And, you know, Cummins was on fire, right? Yes. If I were facing Cummins on a green track, I would be like, can I bat just the fourth innings, not even the second innings, you know? But... If there was any fault, perhaps they did not bowl the right areas to head. I thought I thought they bowled fairly well to Smith, and Smith was playing them at a different level. And I think Head also got very, very lucky. Our friend Cricketing View kind of shows how many fall shots that Head played, and Head got lucky, perhaps just really lucky that day. And add to the fact that the Duke's ball softened, and there were no tic- no wickets between overs 30 to 80 in the first innings of both the teams. 
the Lord and Ajinkya Rahane played nearly that, that long when India batted as well, I suppose. But given that, given the form head is in, we were playing catch up at that point on. That's pretty much it. Just like New Zealand won the first WTC finals in the end of the day, the superior team wins in a test match. That's all it is. I would agree completely with that assessment. We should just upfront up admit that Australia had the superior team coming into the final. Top order was firing, perhaps not Warner, but the top order was firing. I think even as we speak, they have one, two, three in the world rankings and that was very visible on show. And of course, world-class bowling attack is like, frankly no two thoughts about it. We, on the other hand, you know, we had a struggling middle order. I'll start there. People who are perhaps past their prime, to put it in the most polite ways. We missed the chap who made Sina hundreds. You know, Vasant, when you started us off, you know, with what happened at the Centurion and the test prior, the two tests on either side of the river in London, even the one in Trent Bridge, which I still feel so bad that test ended in a draw. We would have won that test hands down. KL Rahul made runs in all of these places. Of course, it's kind of debatable whether KL Rahul would have made it to the 11 had he been fit or would they have gone down the Bearstow path of playing him as a wicketkeeper? We don't know. But I mean, I, I would tend to think that KL Rahul was a miss. We missed our talismanic keeper, Pant, and we missed the even more talismanic just prayed Bumrah, right? I think so. Yeah, I think the asterisks must be called out. We 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 fielded our B team <laughs> in all fairness. But again, that, I say that purely, you know, uh, as a joke. I mean, what we frankly needed, you know, was like this whole gabba-like devil make I'm just gonna go for it. I've got nothing to lose type of cricketers expressing themselves. I say that with their quotes. Uh, and, and we got that other gabba in the form of Takur, Pant. Washington Sundar, this team was not up to it. I mean, we, we are not at a place where we are ready to call, you know, Kohli or Pujara or even Rohit Sharma in, in that whole devil may care. They care a lot. They, they have a legacy that they care about significantly and, you know, and that will reflect in their style of play. And that was what it was. I agree with Anand's point about, you know, the, the question of the toss or the question on Ashwin, all sort of being moot. But I think it boils down to a superior team beating an inferior team. Uh, are you saying India's the C team of GABA would have beaten the <laughs> World Cup final and the A team would have won the final? Not the, not the B team. That is going to be my pitch for West Indies for what, it, for what it's worth. <laughs> anyway, uh, there is a point in that matter because when the guys played the GABA, they really were under no pressure. Yeah. The expectation was, I mean, you do whatever. You just turn up for the game. That's good enough. And they just played out of their skins. They were never scared. I think that's good management, in my opinion. What Baz is delivering in England was delivered briefly by that management team at the GABA. They took fear out of the picture. I mean, there was a lot riding in that test. I mean, losing that test would have meant no making it to the final of WTC 1 for India, right? Every test they were, they were playing, there was lots at stake. My point is not about the team. My point is about the individuals. Yes. For example, nobody would have piled on to Washington Sundar or Natarajan or even Shardul Thakur if they had not, not played good. well. 
that is not the case with kohli or rohit they would have been they were taken to the cleaners not only them even their wives were taken to the cleaners after the match i think the pressures on the individuals was different this reminds me of the pakistan team of the 70s and the 80s random guys used to come and play they never even recognized who they were playing against they'll play very well and somebody later told them oh that is sachin tendulkar and that is so and so and then oh is that it yeah. vijay there is a very similar story with uh, inzamam ul haq in the 1992 world cup in australia his debut series and he was went to sent to bat against england right they said you know the only guy you have to watch out for is botham but uh, you know play your shots against everybody else and promptly uh, inzamam started trashing botham all over the park and then when he got out and came back apparently imran asked him did i ask you not to ask you to play carefully against botham and inzamam then said i don't know who botham is <laughs> <laughs> so was it botham <laughs> yeah <laughs> so that the fear of the known right but for me this particular thing my parents are visiting right now so from india they stopped at the uk at my sister's place they were there around the uh, wtc yeah. final before coming here and my brother in law has dutifully sent two t-shirts for the kids which says wtc final india jitega all those things <laughs> every time they walk past me with that t-shirt i'm like slamming my face <laughs> why did you do it man <laughs> yeah my point is tried not to be disappointed with this there's every reason that you know, they they should have lost this because you know the ipl fatigue or whatever and the lack of match preparation and england is not the best place without any tour match to begin with so still when you think about coming all the way to the finals and still losing you do feel disappointed and then i was looking at everything else for me rahane's success in this test match is our failure like that guy had no business top scoring for us having been out of the scene for such a long time and then the only reason he's come here is basically the reason we are all talking about he has nothing to lose he's like batting because he's got a chance and he did everything he did he carried over the form from the ipl basically that mentality from the ipl into putting a prize on his wicket and going about his shots and somehow that was missing from the rest of the batting attack then i looked at the people we missed in the what could have been the first choice lineup pant was obviously there has been rather consistent across conditions across different countries so him not being there and then it just creates the gulf that we have between him and everybody else batsman right so i'm going to kind of be a little bit circumspect about bumrah think about it bumrah's uh, bowling i think even in south africa the second or sorry the third or fourth innings he was not that penetrative anymore he was good in england but again something happened in south africa that, that we never he was never able to close shop right and then injury took over ayer speaking of injury we have to talk about ayer what could he i mean he has not played in these conditions ever we don't know how he would perform and that leaves rahul again right you know if, if he had played that, that was if you think about it all these things rahul could have played ayer could have played better bumrah would have been a force pant would have been a force and then yeah, if we play takur then the hope is that batting would somehow you know and you know to his credit lord did give support to rahane 
all of this is coming back to the point that there is a strategy here. And I keep thinking hope is not a strategy. You can't just hope that somebody will come in and deliver on a given day. And going back to that GABA, all those things, it was the coaching staff who had certain plans, you know, bowl to the middle and leg side and then have a pack the leg side field. For Smith and mm-hmm. yeah, 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 cram them for shots and then uh, frustrate them into giving away the wickets. Like yeah. and, and whoever they, they tried, right? Slip, uh, trap for Smith via Ashwin, which worked a couple of times. I mean, it was thought through, right? Even the yeah. batting plans, as the Kuti stories from Ashwin later revealed. I mean, you know, Vikram Rathod was on the phone with these guys six months before the tour. It helped that there was COVID going on and everyone was at home, and there was no IPL to play perhaps, but he was on the phone, like pushing every batter to think through their batting plans and run it by him, share notes, stuff like that. So I think the level of preparation that India did for that epic Australian tour was certainly missing here. So, oh, you're saying this time they phoned it in. Yeah. <laughs> What's from both? Uh, two, two comments, right? One is, how much did we miss Bharatarun? Incidentally, Bharatarun's first ball in his debut test match or something that I watched live. He I runs know. and slips and falls. I remember that. I did. Did we miss Arun? Like the bowling to head, it seemed sorely off. Yeah. I mean, I think there there has been some comment about, you know, Paras Mombre and his effectiveness in that sense. Mombre was very good at the NCA perhaps. I mean, I think the, the role that was required at the NCA was very different. He perhaps did it well. Whether those skills are transferable to this current job is a question mark. Uh, and I think, uh, you know, that's, yeah, that's a topic. I mean, did, is that the same team even with the head coach, right? Yeah. The head coach is also someone who is very successful with the development teams. And then he's struggling with the senior team. We've reached a stage where we are missing Shastri, the coach, huh? <laughs> it's... I even take Kumble, the coach, right now. So my, my second comment is this oval pitch and the Manchester Hiddingly whatever pitch there for Ashes, they don't mm. feel like the English pitches anymore. Yeah. Right? I think that was a double bluff that both Dravid and Rohit fell for. They thought it was an English pitch. It wasn't. It was more closer to the Pakistani pitches than an England pitch, right? <laughs> Imported into the oval. <laughs> I, I think there's a little bit more. I mean, the oval situation, oval has always been a, a dry, flat batting track. And there was no rain. There was no rain for a long time leading up to the game. So the wicket was not soft. The wicket was a re- regular hard wicket. And uh, the overhead conditions in that morning of day one, which was cloudy for about three hours, pretty much force the team to think we want to bowl first, which essentially means they wanted four seamers. Ashwin, to his own credit, he says, well, I would have loved to play, but I do not know whether the result would have been different had I played. So, which, good on him for that. But at the same time, these guys, I don't think, read the pitch very well. And I do think we are going to see a lot of these flattish wickets in England to suit the English style of play. Correct. As I had mentioned elsewhere, the their white ball revolution came from frenetic hitting from 1 to 11. That's how they won the ODI World Cup. That's how they won the T20 World Cup. What happened here was that these guys started looking at the test 
game as another place wherein they can go and bat aggressively from ball one. And for that, they need these flat shirt fronts. So maybe that's what we're going to see all through the Ashes. And every time this particular management of McCallum Stokes is in place. No, but one of the questions about the WTC final is why why are we playing it in England and not someplace else? And then the answer is, where would you play it? Like, you know, it's yeah. India versus England. You you need a result-oriented... So where would you play? I mean, it has yeah, to be June. England. Yeah, in June, you cannot play in Australia. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You cannot so, play no, in India, monsoon. Yeah. So the, the, the thing is, let's go back a minute, right? Ashwin says that he was told 48 hours before the game that he is going to be dropped. So they decided on the team two days before. The minute the pitch was the it was green, I think they decided to go with a four-pacer attack. And mm. the minute they decided a four-pacer attack, and the minute there was cloud cover, we are going to ball. That was it. I don't think they read anything more than that. Yeah, no, nor did they decide to wait it out, see if anything changed, yeah. you know, hold on to the decision up until the last moment. They didn't do any of that. They didn't do any of that. And we had Dinesh Karthik commenting every day on the length of the grass on the pitch, 9mm, 6mm, 3mm, and yeah. so on and so forth. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I knew yeah. that part that Ashwin was actually told he's not playing like literally two days before time. That's just preconceived thinking. Yeah. That's also not good. If you remember when Australia visited us in uh, March, the first two tests were ruined for the Australians by their ex-cricketers. By saying the pitches will turn, they'll do this and they'll do that and whatnot. We had the same commentary from our ex-cricketers and experts and whoever else. And that must have played a role in influencing the thinking of the team management to end up with a team like this and choosing to bowl. All of those just added up, I think. I think they're all in agreement that the better team won if we had won the game, it would have been an upset. Maybe not at the GABA level, but a big upset nonetheless. With that, it is time to wrap up this episode. Thank you for listening in. And we hope you enjoyed this episode of the Cricket with the West Coast Infidels podcast. Our host for this episode are Vijay Kumar Balasubramanian, Ramakrishnan G. Iyer, Vasant Kumar, Anand Kumar Shankaran, who was our guest for today. Thank you, everyone.